Welcome to Raising Up Cops. Today we are joining you with a very special episode featuring some lovely friends from all the way across the world. And maybe some of you already knew this, but over in the lovely land down under in Australia, there are two beautiful Coptic women who have been regularly sharing their motherhood journey and struggles with a captive audience on a podcast called Mommy. So we are fortunate because they've agreed to join us here today so we can join forces and tackle a really special Mother's Day topic for you all, which is in perfect timing, Mother's Day coming up at the end of this week. So joining us today, we have Marette, mother of two girls, ages four and a half and six months old, and Marina, uh, mother of two girls, also ages five and three, and then another one on the way. Welcome, Marette and Marina. Thank you for joining us today. Hi Thanks guys, thank you so us. much for having us. <laughs> this is exciting. I feel like I'm in the US, but um, I'm not. But <laughs> it's just, it's, I feel like I've traveled internationally after all these years. <laughs> you know what, just to give our listeners some context, to get the time correct between our two countries has been so fun because uh, it is 7 a.m. in the morning for Lara and I. Meanwhile, it is 9 p.m. for Marina and Marette. So mm -hmm. we, you know, it, it was quite a struggle to figure out the time difference and everything. But here we are. We made it. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> so our topic for today is self-care. And Madonna had, <clears throat> oh, actually, a woman had reached out to us about you know, the, the concept of self-care and how she always feels so very, very guilty whenever she does something for herself or whenever she um, tries to take care of herself. She feels like she is really um, betraying the motherhood code of like relentless, selfless giving. So we kind of wanted to unpack that topic together. Have you heard similarly from um, the mothers you've spoken to? Yeah, I think it's a common, it's a very common um, struggle, I think a mental struggle mm -hmm. for us to think about as mums. And you always, you know, we've heard, I know Marina and I from Father Dan, he's constantly telling us motherhood is martyrdom, is modern day martyrdom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, martyrdom. Um, but you hear things like that and you hear how hard parenting is and how you're laying down your life for your children. And that's, our calling and we found our purpose in our motherhood so how then you know can I take a day to myself completely to recharge what does that even look like what is recharging mm -hmm. how can I do that in the context of you know um Christianity or I guess in the in the spiritual sense uh and not feel like it's more of a self selfish um tank feeling I, I guess but yeah, I think that that mental battle, I, you know, it, it's it's common. I think all mums have it. All of us struggling in our walk with God, all of us are thinking along the same lines when we when we feel at the end of our rope. We're like, I just need X to feel better. I just need a day to myself or an hour or morning. But mm -hmm. how can we then come around and not feel guilty about that? Because there's so much guilt in this journey. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I think it's a very common struggle for all of us. I think self-care is one of those things that needs to be defined because what is self-care? You know, there's the people who 
will say, oh, I got to take a shower without a child coming in, you know, and they call that self-care. Or then there's the people who are like my, you know, I, I bought a spa day for myself and I went and I spent it there and that was self-care. It's such a wide, wide range. So how would, mm-hmm. I guess the question is, how would you define self-care in motherhood then? It's hard, I think, um, because I think there's, there's the necessity. So there's personal hygiene and there's <laughs> like taking care of your health and eating. And those things are things that are essential for you to keep on living. And those are not things that we would kind of, um, you know, say to our kids, oh, it's a privilege for you to have a bath today or it's a privilege mm-hmm. for you to have, you know, a nice warm meal today. Like they're never things that we would say to our kids. So they're not things that we should be saying to ourselves. I think for me, and I'm, I will preface it as for me, because I do think it looks a little bit different for everybody. But for me, self-care is doing the things that will help you keep going as a parent, that will help you keep giving as a parent. And that's going to look very different for everybody. That's going to look like one thing to me and another thing to Marat and another thing to you, Madonna, another thing for Laura. So for all of us, it's not, it's not the same. Um, but ultimately it's, it's the putting our oxygen masks on, which I'm sure everyone's heard that analogy a million times. It's the putting our oxygen masks on first so that we can keep giving and keep functioning, um, for our families and for our children and for all the people around us. And I think, you know, I think sometimes it gets, it gets, misused to mean like to or people misappropriate it to kind of go you know I'm just going to take a step back completely or people um can't understand its importance because of that focus on the word self in it Mm -hmm. um because we're like part of Christianity is neglecting the self um completely but um I think it's important to understand that it it's actually it's necessary. It's what enables you to then keep giving um, to everybody that is pulling from you. Mm. Not I a great definition, get, but it's something. <laughs> I think we also kind of um, miss, like you said, we 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 misuse that term, and I think we get confused between self care and our crutches, and they're two mm-hmm. different things. You know, like we mm-hmm. often tend to think of our crutches as our way of caring for ourselves, And my crutch is 1000% coffee. Um, so I, I feel like that's my you know, <laughs> self-care time going and getting a coffee for myself by myself, but it's not, I, you know, our care for self is holistic. It's care for mind, mm-hmm. body and soul. And our ultimate carer is Christ. And so our ultimate self-care is found in him alone. Whereas crutches are what we tend to lean on throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our month, whether it's coffee or shopping or junk food or sweets or, you know, social media or whatever it is, you know, the the common mum culture that we see online and, you know, on TV, these are crutches and, and we tend to run to these crutches as a way for caring for self or as a way of self care. I just these two terms just need to be separated Separated. and distinguished Mm -hmm. yeah especially as Christian mums trying to 
walk this struggle of motherhood in Christ. They're two very different things. And we need to lean away from the crutches and go back to true self-care, which is only found in Christ. I love that you brought that up, Marat, because I had been having some just struggles and it would have been so hard to be patient and so hard to focus and just so hard to get things, you know, and I think Marina touched on this, that, you know, self-care is when you have to reset so that you can start again in, in your own duties and the things that you need to do. But I know that like what ended up happening is I requested a few hours alone, um, you know, 24 hours with in my office where no one talks to me, you know, and and actually the most important part of that was the prayer at the beginning where I had a conversation with Christ and I said, okay, am I doing what you want? Am I doing it all wrong? Like, you know, going back to, you know, social media, social media says I should be doing this and this and this and this, and I should have done this by now. Like, am I in the wrong place? Did I mess up your plan? You know? And so having just those, just that small conversation with God ended up propelling like the next few weeks of energy, you know, the, the next Mm -hmm. few weeks of being able to not just take care of the family, but help take care of um, things at work and help take care of things in the service. So I feel like, yeah, that connection with Christ is so important. Um, yeah, but I, but even those crutches though, Marette, I feel like some of them we consider, you know, it's like, I love when Marina said that we sometimes consider like basic needs as crutches. There was this joke one time where, uh, you know, a man was complaining about how his wife, when they're like on a road trip, she will say, they'll be driving along on the highway and she'll say, honey, are you hungry? And he'll say, no. And then that'll be the end of the conversation. But what she meant to say was, I am hungry. I need to go eat, right? But she can't say that. She can't say, I'm hungry. (laughs) She has to say, are you hungry? To get permission to go out of the highway to get a meal. And so, you know, it just shows this dichotomy that like, how much of this is also like a a feminine thing, whether it's Mm. social or like God ingrained, that we can't even like acknowledge that we need to go eat, you know? So that's one of those things that I kind of wanted to bring up when we talked about this conversation. I don't know if you've all noticed this, but I've seen such a shift in how motherhood is uh, perceived nowadays in the in the modern sense of the word. Um, and I find that there's a lot more women out there who are fearful of becoming mothers. And I think it's because of the way that our own mothers or, you know, they've seen motherhood look for our families growing up. Mm -hmm. And I think that they kind of saw this, um, what we can now say is an antiquated view of, of motherhood, where you are, as you said, a martyr, you, you completely, um, lay down yourself for everyone around you. And then I have this small problem and that I feel that the pendulum has swung too far the other way with this idea of modern motherhood being so the opposite of that, that, you must come first in everything. You must be, mm-hmm. you must take care of yourself first in everything. You must be um, fulfilled before you can, you know, do anything for anyone else. And I just find it maddening <laughs> to listen to some of the new perspectives on motherhood now. Um, and I say this, and I, I want everyone to understand that I don't agree that we should be completely trampling over our own selves in order to provide for our families. But I do think that it is a 
modern form of asceticism to be a mother. There is um, a real sacrifice in it, and that's the nature of the job. But that's not to say there isn't sacrifice in fatherhood. There's not sacrifice mm -hmm. in in being a kid these days because you know motherhood has changed so much. So I just find it interesting to see how time has shifted so much our meaning of being a mother in society today. Madonna, like, well, I, I agree with you. I feel like I often see people and I'm just like, have you, like, where, where is that balance? And I think finding that balance is really hard. But I think that's the key because I think either extreme is terrible. Mm -hmm. either extreme you know um you know completely putting yourself first obviously that's not that's not what parenting is like fa the family unit is meant to show us you know god's love for us and god's love for us is completely selfless and completely giving um obviously we're not god so we're never going to meet that standard um but at the same time the the last thing that you want is to be giving from an empty cup and giving from nothing because then what are you what are you giving and i know that every time that i've fallen short as a parent um it's been because i don't have what i need and in all honesty when i reflect on that it's exactly like marit said it's it's that i haven't been connecting with Christ I haven't been turning to him I haven't been saying you know you're in charge you're the one that needs to support me through this you've given me these children now help me parent them um every single time it's a time that I completely rely on myself and say mm -hmm. I am superwoman I can do this I've got this yeah. I can work I can take care of my husband and my children and my house plus serve plus do you know all these ridiculous things and it, and then the, the first thing that often gets neglected for me, in all honesty, public confession is my relationship with God. And that's mm. the first thing that falls short. You know, I'm just mm. so tired. I can't think of opening my Bible. I'm so tired. I'm so mentally exhausted. I can't think of listening to something edifying. I can't think of taking in what I need to keep going. And I think that's why that balance is important because we're not meant to do it on our own. But at the same time, we can't, make ourselves the the priority and it's about understanding where where is that balance and and what like Marit said you know self-care is not necessarily the the physical things it, there are some elements of that and that's important because we're physical beings and we can't deny that part of our we can't deny our humanity you know we're not mm. completely spiritual beings but I think ultimately the thing that gives you strength is is God and that relationship is the most important aspect of self-care and if you don't if you don't acknowledge that then no matter what you do you're not going to feel cared for you're not going to feel supported you're not going to feel fulfilled. I I love that you said that um Marina and I I just want to you know bring up that self-care is a luxury for some people, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the, in the modern sense of the word, because, um, and, and I'll speak for myself here. I do not have family nearby. I don't have mm -hmm. any sort of outlet for, um, you know, quote unquote breaks from my children or from my life. You know, I, I have, I'm on all day, every day mm -hmm. as long and my husband as well. 
And so I think the other aspect of that, and I think one of the things that God provided for us is this internal sense for a need for community as well. Mm -hmm. I think that um, when we talk about self-care, we think about what we can provide for ourselves in order to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a really loaded request and, and pressure to put on ourselves. I think so if, if we can also tie in the, that God provided us with a community of people around us that we can create our village, you know, because we don't have that kind of support we used to have back in the day. Now everything is, you're very self-reliant. You, you work more and you have less time and you have less help. It's, um, it makes for a really bad <laughs> recipe for disaster in your own mm-hmm. life. And things are going to fall apart and you're going to feel that sense of guilt. So I think, it, I think the answer, well, I mean, I guess it's hard to say it's a, it's a definitive answer, but I think one of the answers to self-care is outsourcing help, outsourcing to God first and foremost, but also to friends who are in the same boat that you're in. Um, I can't stress enough how much having friends in the same stage of life as I am has been a lifesaver for me. It has been the life raft for me. And I wish that we would all kind of recognize the need for that. Yeah, I remember Abuna received a piece of advice that said that when you feel overwhelmed, pay attention that that's pride speaking. And Mm -hmm. I got some pushback on that, like, well, no, like what about overworked mothers or so on? But I think there is, you can take pride in doing everything, everything yourself, all by yourself, and not recognizing that, no, you are actually, like like Marina said, you are a physical human being that has limits. You live in time. You don't live, you're not an eternal, immortal <laughs> being. Like, this is, this is it. You've got boundaries. Like, that you can't, you, not boundaries like that you place, like li- literal boundaries, like that there are only 24 hours in the day. So the idea that, <clears throat> yes, maybe sometimes you need to reconsider your childcare um, situation. Maybe sometimes you need to reconsider your schooling hours. Maybe sometimes you need to change your work hours. I mean, you, you can do it all, but only if you're actually paying attention to what is physically possible in the world. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying, you know, I'm supposed to be using my planner regularly, but sometimes I don't use my planner because if I wrote down all the things I'm supposed to be doing in the planner, I would see that it is not possible to do all those things. You know, it, reality would hit pretty hard at that point so I think this idea that yeah like okay we, we're I guess the 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 pastoral image is everyone in the same apartment building you know all the aunts and uncles and grandmas and like that old Cairo like mentality where we're really a village but uh but as Madonna was saying there are ways to kind of connect with the people in our own communities and build that kind of village for ourselves I think I love that you touched on, everyone touched on the limits that we actually have. I think as mums, these to-do lists and these checklists and doing things myself, it, you know, we heard it once and I think we mentioned it on a, on a podcast episode a while ago, but it, it comes to a point where we start to idolise our motherhood and idolise our own mm-hmm. abilities when really like it is, terrifying to think that all of this is on me like I am responsible Mm -hmm. for these kids and I'm responsible for this family and everything is relying on me because everything's just gonna you know (laughs) get shut down very quickly 
if that's the case and we get burnt out and ultimately when things are dire we find ourselves on our knees in front of God and we're like please like save me out of get get me out of this pit but I'm the one that put myself in that pit and Mm -hmm. I, I think we get to a point where motherhood becomes our idol and that's a really dangerous pitfall in motherhood because it's so common it's so common because you feel like everybody relies on you you're everybody's kind of stronghold you need to be on for everyone and then that implants the thought in my mind that yes I need to be this that and whatever for everyone and I forget that this is all his he's put me here he has given me this road to walk for whatever reason and there is a purpose waiting for me in in this journey but I I can't I can't rely on myself to find that purpose I can't rely on myself to execute that purpose it's not like you said Laura we've got boundaries with physical beings that are limited to certain things you know like that's fact it's not downplaying motherhood or our roles but that is fact and I need to cling to the the one that holds absolutely everything in his hand and he's the controller of everything the ultimate life giver the ultimate helper he's the one that's gonna help me navigate this you know I want to say terrain of motherhood like this this unknown path that we're all on because if it relied on me you know god help us all so it's it's a question I need to ask myself am I making myself and my motherhood an idol in my life and I think when we put it that way it's even more terrifying to think about and we need to take a step back and like okay what can I put in place to safeguard that from happening again you know safeguard myself in my heart I feel personally attacked by that Marette because that's totally <laughs> <laughs> that's totally I'm speaking to I myself <laughs> No, no. I mean, I say that because I put motherhood on such a pedestal because it's it. I mean, I can't deny it It is my life. It is my life from beginning to end. I wake up, think motherhood and I sleep and I think motherhood. That's just how it is. And it's hard not to live outside of that perspective at all, you know, and um, and I I wanted to share something that a friend sent me um, a couple of days ago that really, really just opened my eyes. And it's I think where um, motherhood and self-care and Christianity all um, diverge together. Diverge? No, that would be coming apart. I mean, the, okay. the, what, converge. There we go. Not diverge. <laughs> <laughs> it's early, guys. It's early. Okay. <laughs> yes, where it. they all converge. And that she said that you know we have the verse in the Bible that says you know um, I was I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and when all that we do that for our children. That is our children, not hungry that we feed. Yes. Are they clothed? Do they need to be clothed and we clothe them? Yes. It is still an offering to Christ, Mm -hmm. just the simple care for our children, just to give them their basic necessities and, um, and basic necessities, of course, it also means emotional support, right? Not just the physical, but you know, they, it it all comes together. There Uh, Our offering to our family is our offering to Christ. Um, and we are honoring this, this journey that he gave us. We're honoring this title that he gave us by taking care of them and by giving ourselves to them. It becomes even more important when you put it that way, you know, like mm. if we are, you know, feeding our kids and we're providing for them and 
this is who we are. This is our role. So when you're saying, you know, I wake up breathing motherhood, this is that that's yes, that's what we're supposed to do. We we are mums. We've been blessed to be called to motherhood. Why he's chosen us for it and you know and showered us with that blessing, I don't know, but you know, he's put us here. And yes, I have a responsibility to these children and I do need to lay myself down for them. But yes, self-care becomes more important. But what does self-care practically look like? How can I make it, you know, sing glory to my maker? How can I make it glorify him as with everything else? You know, we, we make sure that everything I do is done for the glory of his, his name. Self-care is no different, you know. I think that um, the one of the ways, and I'm going to speak practically here so that we, you know, give our listeners something to come away with. But mm-hmm. one of the biggest thing that we um, talk about in self-care is the guilt you feel when you, when you participate in it, when you practice it. Um, and I think one of the ways that I have been able in the past, not always, to alleviate that guilt is when I tell myself, okay, I am going to give my children this next 30 minutes undivided attention of, you know, we're going to read these books, we're going to play these games, we're going to take this walk, whatever the thing is. And then after that, I'm going to give myself that permission to check out mentally for however long I've decided. I think that like, uh, you know, I give a little and I get a little kind of mentality. And that helps me to be like, okay, I checked off that piece on my list of, you know, taking care of my children. Now I get to check off the next thing, which is taking care of me for like, you know, however long, because for me, self-care for me, I don't even care about taking a shower. I don't even care about going to like take a walk. I don't care about the coffee for me checking out or or, sorry, for me, the self-care is really being able to mentally check out Mm -hmm. because I just, I don't care if they're in the same room with me. I, I, that doesn't bother me but I don't want to have to be worrying when they're in the same room with me. I don't want to be sitting there and thinking about what I'm going to do next and what I'm going to feed them. And what am I going to be? Uh, are they being safe? Are they being careful? That's the stuff that weighs me down. And so when I can take a break mm-hmm. from that, that's my ideal kind of self-care. You know, the, mm-hmm. the unfortunate scroll through social media. I think that's why it's such an appealing thing for us to sit there and scroll through social media is because it's mindless. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you're not really thinking and you're just going through it. And it's, it's a time waster, but it's like t- a time that you didn't have the luxury of, of wasting <laughs> before. <laughs> I think I, I do have to speak up as a, a mother of a 13 year old that as they get a little older, there is a little bit more of that space. And actually that's part of our job at that point in motherhood is to transition them from relying on us all the time to teaching them how to be somewhat self-reliant you know my I was telling my son that he needed to help fold the clothes the laundry I don't know if we had this conversation on a previous episode but he he was like why do I need to learn how to fold my clothes my wife will do it for me and he's I was like "Mm, we're gonna we're gonna work on this (laughs) you know so I at that point, me selflessly folding his clothes is no longer serving him. Um, mm. But I, I think that, you know, I'm looking at the ages of the kids and you all have about the same age range. It, it does get a little better. Not a lot better. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> it does get a little bit better. So take 
heart. And I think it's so important to take care of yourself in those early years when they are young and when you have to be on all the time. I think actually that's when it's really important to find that, that quiet time of prayer, to find that maybe a liturgy that you can go to by yourself now and then, mm. you know, um, just, just that kind of like intake of spiritual oxygen to make it possible to do all of the things that you have to do for little people. I mean, it's just, the list goes on. And I think what Madonna said about the worry, I was talking to a friend and we, that was what we really talked about. Like we want to pretend you don't exist for a few minutes and not in a negative way, but in a, like, I am consumed by concern for you. Mm -hmm. And I, one that's wrong. God is taking care of them. I don't, my constant worry is not helping, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, it is slowly eating away at me and my soul. And so just having a little bit of perspective, getting that stepping back and getting perspective. Okay. The kids are okay. You know, maybe we're not, we are not picture perfect all the time, but look, they're going in the right direction. Like they're growing, the pruning has brought some fruit, you know, Um, just being able to take that step back also is a form of self-care. But so I want to make sure that we like, we acknowledge, yeah, that the worry can really eat away at us. I appreciate you saying that it gets easier in terms of self-care, but then the, the, the worry changes a little bit as they get older, you know, you never, I remember um, complaining to, you know, Abuna about that. And uh, he said, don't think that when they get older, you're no longer worried. You just worry in a different way. You worry at night as you're sleeping, you're like staying up and thinking, when are they going to come home? And um, when are they going to come home after doing what, you know, it's, it's a different kind of concern. Mm -hmm. So that's why for me, it's the mental aspect more than the physical, more than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that that's why we put our, our hope in, in the Lord. And that's why he's, he's there. And he, he says that it, it comes from a place of wisdom when he says, you know, who can add one cubit to his stature by worrying because he knows mm-hmm. that this is the thing that's going to plague us our whole life. That this is the thing that's going to really keep us from living to our full potential is that worry and that constant need to, to control things that are out of our control. Um, and that is one aspect of motherhood that I think is, is probably the most difficult to, to overcome. And so, yeah, that self-care is just laying your worries down at, at his feet and saying, you know, I cannot control all the outcomes. They belong to you. You gave them to me. I need to give them back to you. Um, and that's one thing that I think that I personally really need to work on right there. I love that you say that though, Madonna. I think that's something that I always get go back to. And for me, it was like a conversation that we had many podcasts ago about, you know, yes, they're our children, but God has given them to us and he loves them more than we do, even though that's really hard for us to understand or, or imagine. Um, he really does. And I've found that in the moments where I just can't anymore, that's my fallback. They're yours. They're not mine. They're yours. Sort it out. <laughs> and this and is I do, of, I say that to him. Yeah, and this is part of the example we're setting mm. for our kids too, by the way. You know, mm. we're not doing this just for ourselves. This is essentially for them. They mm-hmm. they are going to see how we are handling them and handling ourselves and how much we give to the Lord. You know, we say we know this, we all know this intuitively. Kids learn by what we do, not by what we say. 
And so all day we can say, you need to pray, you need to pray. If they don't see that, they won't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it also comes from what do you want them to take away from your, from your life as their mother? What is the takeaway here? Yeah. I think the other thing though, that, you know, with, with the worry, especially I found for me, and again, this is, everybody's different, but for me personally, I find I'm actually not very good at sitting and and checking out. Like I will just, my mind will just go and go and go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's not, it's not an option for me. Um, And so what I find is I actually have to physically do something um, in terms of, you know, practice, like we're we're talking about practical ways of self-care. And for me, that looks, that's exercise because I know that Mm. I have now got a 20 minute class, a 30 minute class, whatever I can get in. And, you know, know, I don't know what it was like for you guys, but we spent like the past two and a half years, it feels like in lockdown, no gyms, no nothing. But even just being able to put like a workout on the television and just follow that and just for 20 minutes, not have to think about anything else because mostly I was thinking about how badly I couldn't breathe in that moment. actually really helped me but my my priorities my priorities shifted for a little bit and I think it's important that when you're thinking about self-care you think about what are the things that can help you get to that point what are the things that can help you exert that emotional energy that mental energy um, that can just calm your mind a little bit and for some people like you know meditation is a really good way of doing that For some people, it's exercise. For some people, it's like cooking or baking or reading, whatever it is. But (laughs) I like food too much. That brings the anxiety level up 100 points from where it was. No, thank you. I just like to eat. I think that's the problem. Yeah, I like the product of it. I just can't be bothered for the, the lead up. <laughs> oh dear. But the point, the point is that you just have to find, and I think that's important when you're thinking about self-care is what is going to enable me to check out, like you were saying, Madonna, for a bit, just check out and have that time to mentally refresh. And I always remind myself, you know, okay, I think that I don't have time for this or I'm going to feel guilty because I should be doing something else. But then I always think, you know, when I've done these things, I'm able to just keep going so much more. I'm able to give that little bit more. I'm just a nicer person in general. Um, And so, you know, for me, that's what, that's what gets rid of the guilt is that it's, it's not, um, I think it's great, Madonna, that you, you, for you, like, oh, I've done what I need to do. Whereas I, I think for me, I just think, well, that list I feel like is never going to end. <laughs> I'm never going to feel like I've done what I need to do. But I know that I'll be able to keep going because I've done this. Um, and some days it's easier to remember than others. But and and I find the longer I haven't done things, like the longer, for example, I. I haven't um, had my quiet time or I haven't um, had that time to you know, go to a class or whatever, then it's much harder. But then once I start doing it, I'm like, oh, this is why I used to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually, so. yeah, I had, a, I had a funny situation where, and I, I'm a very low maintenance person in general, 
but I went and had like my one pedicure in a two-year period or whatever <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like the lady's like scrubbing my feet or whatever and I make I guess I was making like a frowning face and the lady was like are you okay what's wrong and I was like I'm trying to remember why I don't do this more often like I'm just like I'm trying to remember why I always think like oh it's not it's there's no point like why would you do that mm -hmm. uh, because I just just being alone and and I mean you're not alone but you know what I mean like withdrawn from all of the you know all of the things it's so valuable but I, I love what you said, Marina, about the, what alleviates the guilt is the person that comes after. The mom mm -hmm. that comes back to those kids is the mom those kids deserve all the time. You know, that like mm -hmm. the happy, smiling, relaxed mom, not, not just from a pedicure, but from literally whatever, whatever it is that worked out that day, whatever the self-care happened to be. <laughs> the mother that came and like smiled in those kids' faces and like played with them and wanted to go bake them something because she'd read energized enough to you know to care <laughs> I feel like that you're right like if you think about the end result the end result really is that the kids get a better parent that that's it a, a parent that's more connected with Christ more centered physically you, you know like uh, healed from whatever imaginary mental trauma has come up and I say imaginary because it's usually like, oh, look at her. She's more put together. Okay, well, we need to fix that. We need to repair that mm -hmm. thought because that was not even a real thought in the first place. So <laughs> that mom that comes to them at the end of that, that's the mom that they are supposed to have, that God wants them to have. Like, that's mm -hmm. what God wants for them. A happy, calm, relaxed, loving mother. I, um, I wanted to share this uh, verse with everyone. Um, you know, we talk about, self-care being selfish and how it can feel like that to us anyways. Um, and, and how does this, how does this come together with our, you know, how God taught us to be and what does he want from us? And I think we have an example, even in the Bible of Jesus asking the disciples to rest and asking mm -hmm. them to just come away for a minute and, and have some rest. And it's from um, the time of the feeding of the five thousands. It's Mark chapter six, verses 30 to 32. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. So they're over here rambling off. Look at all the things that I have done. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. Tell me that doesn't ring true in our lives right there. Did not even have time to eat. I can't tell you, uh, for me personally, how many times I have forgotten to eat because of the busyness of everything else that I'm doing. So they departed to a deserted place in the, in the boat by themselves. And I just thought this was a perfect representation of motherhood right there. They're walking around going, God, look what I did with your kid. Look what I did with all your children. I did this and I did this and I did this, I did this. And then Jesus said to them, okay, you need to rest. <laughs> like you need to eat. You need to go to a place on your own. You need to calm down, take a moment, take a breather. He gave them permission to do that. It was not mm. in spite of, it was not out of a, um, it was not out of a place of a deficit in their being. It was because mm. it's what they required. And um, back to that point that you made Marina about we're physical beings, you know, we cannot operate at full capacity hundred percent of the time. There's a reason mm -hmm. that the Lord created a day and a night. There's a period of rest. 
And I think that the sooner that we acknowledge that and understand that, then probably we won't have such a difficult time with ourselves. Yeah, we forget that rest is a gift, you know, rest is a gift from God. We almost shove it aside and say, this is less important than the to-do list that I have because it's just overwhelmingly massive. But we need to tap into that gift. We've been given this gift of rest. But you're right, as mums, we just, we're like, no, we don't have time for rest. <laughs> Things don't get done if I rest. <laughs> but we, I think also we need to accept that rest like you said, Marina, before, rest for me will look different, mm-hmm. you know, than to rest that you guys um, you guys need. So our rest is not going to be the same. For Marina, exercise, mine might be something else, you know, reading or, or something different or just going for a walk on my own. Everybody's got different forms of rest but it's important that we tap into that because that's the gift that we've been given. Um, and, you know, St. Augustine, I think I wrote the quote down. Marina can tell you how bad I am at referencing. So I've written all my <laughs> quotes and references down this time so that we look a little more professional. Um, so St. Augustine, you know, the famous quote, you have made us for yourselves, for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Mm-hmm. Our hearts are restless and he's given us that rest in him. And the point is that we rest in him. And that book, Madonna, you were saying, you know, motherhood is ascetic. That book, um, The Ascetic Lives of Mothers, is a beautiful Mm -hmm. book to read. It's got beautiful beautiful prayers. And there's a quote from there that says, each mother is her own person with her struggles and strengths. Your prayer time may look different from mine. The point is to pray, to submit ourselves to Christ and trust he will make a way if we are willing. Our prayer looks different. Our quiet time with him looks different. Our rest in him looks different. The point is that we rest in him and he will reveal to us what our rest will look like. He will reveal to us what my self-care will look like when it compares to everyone else's. It's not always going to be the same. And I feel like as mums, like we said many times before already, we look to the wrong things for what my self-care can look like. I look to social media and online and the TV and all these celebrities and I'm like oh she does this in her spare time maybe that's what works for me and we chase these things and we almost live for them you know I've said it on many episodes before sometimes I I live for the end of the day I live for bedtime I live for that late night Netflix binge like I I now live for self-care it's not the other way around the self-care is not serving me as rest and true rest in him. So I need to, you know, spend time with the Lord. I need to find out what my true rest really looks like instead of chasing all these worldly forms of self-care that almost push us, Madonna, like you said, push us to that other end of the spectrum, you know, that really extreme that I'm living for myself, I'm living for my self-care, my own success and my own desires. And that's where I'm kind of heading towards when I'm comparing, um, you know, with the world's definition, I guess, of self-care. 
and it's such a shift too, because, you know, I love what you said, Marette, but um, I think that it's also, we've come, I feel like society is giving us two conflicting ideas at the exact same time. And that is value high productivity. If you're not producing something, you're not doing anything. And at the same time, you should value self-care and take that rest and do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself first. And you're like, how do these two come in the same time frame. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I think that that right there proves that society, the greater sense of it, doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, you know, everyone's <laughs> kind of just making things up as they go along. And whenever anybody gets a really nice tagline, they say it out loud and everybody repeats it. And it just, you know, snowballs from there. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, self-care. And, you know, that kind of thing. But I think when we sit down and we realize where, where our priorities are, what exactly are you trying to come away with in your life? What is it that God wants from you in this life? It's not for you to be run dry and it's not for you to sit around and do nothing. It's, you know, there's, there is something in the middle there that we need to be doing. And I think they're both valuable. Um, and I think that we just have to sit and, and imagine to ourselves what do I, I think for me, it's easy to think, what do I want my children to come away with? Cause that's just the way I think mm -hmm. about everything. You know, what do I want them to learn from me doing this, this, and that? Um, and I, once I can sit and I, and think about that, I realize it's really not all that complicated. It's really not all of that time consuming, even if I can just isolate those things that I want for them. Um, and I realize a lot of it, a lot of the other stuff that we busy ourselves with is noise and that need for self-care comes out of our need to be productive all the time. So if we can reduce that need for productivity at every hour of the day, we will not have to put self-care up on a pedestal the way that we do now. I think one of the things that, you know, um, my husband always reminds me of and it, it comes back to that, you know, are we idolizing ourselves? Are we idolizing productivity? Are we idolizing motherhood? Is that, well, if you're not here, these things will get done. Um, if you're not here, like we'll, we will work it out and it's okay. And it's okay. It might not be the way that you think it needs to be done, um, but that's, that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. Um, and every time you know, I think about that. I'm like, it's so true. I know for me, one of the biggest um, struggles that I faced was actually when I went back to work and feeling like I had to give a lot to work and I had to, um, you know, if I wasn't there to do it and if I didn't take care of all the things I needed to take care of or if I was struggling and needed to take a day off, um, that, you know, everything was just going to collapse and it was all dependent on me and, you know, what were what were the people that I was caring for going to do and you know and then all it took was you know getting sick one time <laughs> and having to take leave at very short notice and then going back and going oh everything did just continue okay completely fine without any issues um and I always think of that you know the the world doesn't fall apart when I take a step back um, and even though that might sound like a, a bad thing to say, I actually find that incredibly freeing, you know, mm. every time he says that to me, I'm like, you're so, you're so right. Like, this is freeing for me. This takes such a burden off me because I know I can go out and, and do what I need to do and not feel bad about it. I know that I can 
you know, leave those dishes in the sink overnight and it's okay, the world's not gonna end. <laughs> They'll still be there in the morning. No one's gonna have gotten sick or, you know, nothing's gonna have changed because of that. Um, and so I think sometimes just giving yourself permission to understand that things will go like life life it sounds it sounds bad but it's not it really is free like life will go on um everything will continue as it will and the world will keep spinning um it's just you know we shouldn't be we shouldn't be putting it all all on ourselves I think that was such a great point to leave off on Marina. I just want to, you know, we all want to encourage all the moms out there that we're all trying to figure this out. Okay. As I said a minute ago, this is something that everyone's kind of making it up as we go along. Um, And it's important to note that your amount of um, the needs of what you have to do are going to change throughout time. In this season of life, it might be a lot. In the next season of life, it might not be a lot. And it's going to, you know, ebb and flow like that. And um, so we just want to encourage you that you're going to make it through. Self-care is not a bad thing, but define what self-care is for you. And it's not against God to need rest. It is not against God and his plan for your motherhood to need to take that time for yourself to do the things that you need to do. And, you know, just be encouraged that you can do this and we can all do this. And we're praying for you and we're praying collectively for all the mothers there, not just on mother's day, but all the days of the year and uh, from here on out. (laughs) And thank you all so much for joining us on raising up cops. Thank you, Marette and Marina, especially for joining us. It was amazing having you. Thank you for having us. And if anyone has any comments or suggestions or any kind of feedback, remember you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com. I'll be sure to put in the show notes links to Marette and Marina's podcast, as well as their accounts so that you can reach out to them if you want to follow up with them. And of course, uh, Marette has a book that recently was put out. So I'll make sure to put a link to that as well in the show notes. Thank you all. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collective experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.